0: I'm so excited we're doing something that is groundbreaking history in the process you know when I went to a youth church as a a young high schooler we used to sing this song uh, called I'm going to be a history maker and that's how we would worship anybody know that song and and, uh, yeah by delirious and uh, so you guys are about to experience history we're all history makers today because, you know, our, our church isn't even two years old. And we always said from the beginning, we didn't want this to be about the, the Jivas. My wife and I share a last name, Jiva. We didn't want this to be about the Jivas. We wanted it to be about Jesus. Amen. And so we are excited to introduce some new voices to the church. And we're doing something this morning called 5 in 5, where we're going to have five-minute slots for speaking. We're going to have a timer on the screen. At the end of the timer, there's going to be a buzzer, and then we're going to move on to new speakers. And so these are our speakers this morning, so pumped about this. And so I I want you guys to meet the Reese's right here. They've been with us from our very first service. They showed up on our launch Sunday, and you stuck around. (laughs) Thank you. This is Amanda and Hiva and they they moved here from California and they have young children. Um, You have adult children. These guys have young children and we're in the middle of a series called Relation Slips where we are talking all about relationships and so that's gonna be themes and so they have all different backgrounds and experiences. So excited to hear from you guys and hear your perspective as a married couple with young kids. It's gonna be amazing. And here we have Daisy. Come on. And Daisy is going to share from the perspective of being single for the Lord. And uh, I'm excited. (laughs) And Daisy has been with us working with kids for, like, pretty much from the very beginning, you know. And so thank you so much. You've been such a blessing for this church. And uh, here's uh, Carlin and Morgan. And uh, they are, uh, some would say, the first couple that met at Kalos Church. And so there's a, no pressure, no pressure, but they're setting the standard for everything this church will ever accomplish romantically. And so, how long have you guys been dating? Three months. Three months. So, they're already ministering together. It's just, it's just wild. So, uh, last, last year we did a relationship series and we did a message. Amrita and I, ironically, take team preached a message on being single for a reason. And so, Carlin was kind of our spokesperson for that. We said, you are single for for a reason, Carlin. So, so excited to hear from you guys. And and Kim, you're gonna be sharing, Kim moved with us from Michigan, and she's just been such a blessing, you know. She had never lived out of the state before of Michigan, and she heard about this church plant, she's like, I'm in. Sold her house, packed everything up, and moved across the nation to help us launch a church and a comedy club. No wow. joke, and so, man, these are, uh, so let's give it up for all of our speakers, Kevin. I mean, and so they, they've been praying, they're, they're feeling the pressure, some of them are pretty nervous, Others are extremely nervous. <laughs> and so I, I just want to ask all of us as Kalos Church, can we just, like, really give them some love and support? Can we can we laugh at their jokes, please? You know, I, sometimes I crack some jokes, and you don't laugh. and It's hard to feel, you know, confident in the Lord. <laughs> so even if it's a bad joke, even if you're not sure it's a joke, like... Let's like, can, we, can we just practice this? One, two, three, a good laugh. <laughs> all right, can you, can, you, can you gasp at their, their compelling stories? <gasps> oh. Even pretend to wipe some tears at oh. You know, so let's practice a gasp. One, two, three. Oh. Very good, all right. And just like lean in, don't like look at your cell phone. If you're trying to take notes on your phone, like, be discreet so they don't think you're just checking out. It takes a lot of confidence to be up here. And I'm just excited. But they 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 hear from the Lord. They've been steady at this church. They've been planted. They, they've shown great fruit. And it's our great honor to have them speak and share this stage with them. So, you guys, thank you so much for sharing. We love you all. You're amazing people. Let's give them one more round of applause. Awesome. And so I want to show you guys this buzzer. Hey, Fina, can you show the buzzer? So we're going to have a timer, and at the end of the timer, this is going to play. <laughs> so everybody's going to see the timer. So they, they know if you're not, you're not following the rules. So, All right. <laughs> the clock is going to be on the screen there. And, and you can kind of see it in the reflection. But these, these two right here, they'll let you know when you're running out of time. And you'll, you'll hear the, the ticking. The ticking is like a five-second tick, okay? So you guys, are you guys ready? Are you all ready? All right, let's count, them, let's count them down, church. Five, four, three, two, one.
1: Hey, what's up? This is family talk, you guys. <laughs> Soon after I got saved quickly realized that family was God's idea. Right from the very beginning, God created Adam. It was just Adam and God. All of us were in Adam. But then right after that, he did this marvelous thing, and he created Eve, lovely wife. And then it was just the two of them and God. And then the little ones came on, and then after that, it was the whole world. Well, I think God was saying something about his priorities in family right from the beginning. That is supposed to be us individually with him first and foremost. And then after that, find a spouse, if that's plan. you. Then have kids, and then as a family, take on the whole world.
2: That's right. So we've been married for 26 years, and with that, there's been a lot of growing pains and p- plenty of challenges. We've had our valleys and our mountaintops experiences. <laughs> And I remember, uh, well, I still do it now, but sometimes I'm like, he gets on my nerves, and yeah. vice versa. And then I'm like, Lord, change him. And then the Lord said, why don't you change Carmen? And then he taught me, you know, because I know I'm right, Lord, and he, he taught me that. <laughs> he says, do you want to be right, or do you want to be one? And that unity and togetherness
1: was the most important thing. Amen. So, and then, you know, after we came close. of course brought kids. And God, you know, he's a sense of humor. He doesn't bring just one. He brings two. So we didn't know what the heck to do. And so God, please help us. And he gave us a scripture in Deuteronomy 11 in verse 18 and 19. He says, you shall therefore lay up these words of mine in your heart and you shall teach them to your children, talking of them when you're sitting in your house and when you're walking by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. And basically all the time, let the word be in your mouth for your kids. And so I took that to heart and started creating traditions in our family where the word was right at the center of it. One of those times was right at night before the kids would go to bed. I would sit there with them, and we would always read an age-appropriate Bible story. They loved that time. And then we would pray over them. My wife or I would be there praying over them. And we would always end with a hug, a kiss, and a kiss. you know, so we make it super fun like that. And they, they drew, the, they, they would not literally go to bed without their Bible story. We love that.
2: Yeah, and this is through sixth grade. So it was like, no, read us a story, read us a story. But as they got older, um, they, we taught them to study the word for themselves. So they started reading to us and sharing the scriptures with us. And then and as they went into adulthood, like, like the last two years of high school, we just poured everything we could into them because we wanted to teach them how to hear the voice of God. And now, like, as adults, college students, they're ministering to us. It and yeah. it's such a blessing.
1: It is a total blessing. Like Jesus, uh, he, he sort of gave us that image at the beginning of family and what it should look like. But we also learn in Ephesians that God said, He's the one who's, his, is his, God Himself is the one of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. He wanted us to have an identity. And so, one of our other traditional times where we would sort of share the Bible is in that 10 minutes between our house. In school, I would always share something with the girls to give them a the provocative thought for the day. And one of those times, I said, we have an identity, girls. We are Reese's. And Reese's are kind, Reese's are generous, and Reese's look out for the lonely. And that sort of became our mantra.
2: So it's always important to have God's perspective, because a lot of times you don't know, and that's why um, we wanted a Jesus-centered home, Jesus-culture home, and um, we went through scripture, prayer, and worship as a lifestyle. Um, we, we created that, I mean, the Lord did it in us because we know it wasn't us. <laughs> so, um, we've all, we've, we've um, this photo right here. Uh, we go through all the different moves on the face. kind of captures that. We're, we're happy, ha, 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 hilarious <laughs> moments. And then you have moments when you're mad at the bottom. It's like, mad dog, look. <laughs> and then you have the cray-cray, crazy. <laughs> and then you just, like, we're so happy at the end, but through it all, um, God has just brought us through.
1: And He says, we're, "You know, we're like a Polaroid picture, like you see up there. We're always still developing." Yeah. Right. God, we found it. God loves the process, right? He loves the process, and we've learned to love the process too, because that's where we find Him, right? It's Him who said in Ecclesiastes 3:11, "He makes all things kalos." in his time. He makes all things beautiful in his time. And that was the verse that we had at our marriage, and we really carried that through the entire time of our family time. Beat the buzzer!
0: Awesome, awesome. (laughs) All right. Next up, you guys, Amanda and Eva.
3: I'm Amanda, and this is my husband, Hiba. So to give you guys a little background about us, um, we met in elementary school at our youth group um, at church, and it was love at first sight, at least for me. Um, I think it took a little while for you to come around because he thought I had cooties, but... Um, for real. <laughs> and um, I think uh, other than just being attracted to each other at a young age, something that made us fall in love with each other is each other's hearts for God. And I think growing up, we went to junior high, high school. We went through all those stages of life together. And we fell more in love with each other because we had the same values, we had the same passions, we had the same goals, and we always had our relationship centered around Christ. Um, fast forward, we got married. And that in itself is a big decision. Sorry, just a premise. I am talking about decision making in relationships. relationship. Um, that in itself was a big decision, but we had so much peace about it, I don't think it really felt like a monumentous decision. Um, but once we got married is when the big decisions, the hard stuff started coming along our way and we had to really um, lean on God and lean on those values that really were the foundation of our marriage to begin with in making those decisions. And that is three years in, we had our first little baby boy, um, Kia, <laughs> for our little family. Um, and after that, um, I quit my job, which I was very career focused, so quitting my job was a big decision. We moved to Seattle from the Bay Area for Hiva's job. We had another little one. We bought a house. So, a lot of big decisions were made during that time. And I think with decision making, it either brings tension or it brings unity. And it's just how you go about that. For us, Um, Every time we have a big decision, we pray. We're both such logical people, so we really take time in deciding. And that can be a good thing, but that can also give you a lot of time to doubt yourself, bring anxiety, or overthink. And I think we just always sit down together, really pray, and know that um, when we rely on God, our desires are God's desires. God's desires are our desires, because we're so in line with Him. All of that decision-making, we let him do for us. And we know that when we have peace about something, that it is from him. Um, Yeah, and I think a huge um, quote that we always go by is, um, my heart is at ease knowing that what was meant for me will never miss me, and that what misses me was never meant for me. And that ease and peace comes only because we 100% truly Trust in God and know in His power. Um, and we let Him take the driver's seat in our life. There's no Amanda and Hiva wanting things. It's what God wants for us, and we surrender to that.
4: Yeah, and like when you align with God, as like saying, like God always has your best intentions in mind, and He always wants what's best for you. And it's good to not get in the way of that and to really just let God take the wheel and kind of just take you where He wants you to go. And you just kind of, it's hard to like, Put all your anxiety aside, worry aside, and just let God do that. That's kind of the hardest thing, but it's a decision you have to make. It's a, con- it's a conscious like thought. Okay, God, I'm going to let you take over my thoughts, my will, my actions, everything like that. And the scripture um, that we uh, that really in the last few months, especially, has been um, really like relevant to us. Proverb sixteen nine: The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes steps again, that just kind of goes with kind of what we were just saying. And, you know, relationships are hard. Life is hard. There's so many ups and downs, things that happen we have no control over. But, um, you know, in, in knowing that, like, if, if God is first, uh, God will take care of all that. If you seek God out, he will always take care of you and always provide for you. And as long as you trust and surrender, you know, all those things will fall in line. And uh, you know, one of the things I like that I've heard is you know, uh, uh,
3: let go, let go. Oh, yeah, <laughs> let go,
4: let God. Yeah, that's one of my favorite like yeah. sayings.
3: Yeah. Uh, really. Wow, we still have thirty-five seconds. my dance. <laughs> So, but we, we encourage you guys that relationships are really hard. And I, I feel like it's such a cliche to be like, well, pray about it. Pray about it. But really, really, whenever we're faced with any decision, we really sit and pray about it and say, okay, this is what Amanda and Heva want. But what does God want in this situation? And we always have to have his desire over ours. Um, and I think once you... Just even little, like how do we raise the kids? Should we sleep train care or not? Like every single decision in our life we pray about, and it's really helped us. Yeah!
0: <laughs> Great job, you guys. All right, Daisy, come on. Woohoo!
5: Wow, those are some amazing speakers to follow, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, so. talking about singleness, um, and I just wanted to start by sharing my expectations when I was younger. So when I was younger, I thought this is how life's gonna be. You know, just be a decently good kid, don't get into too much trouble, um, eventually go to college, make a lot of friends in college, fall in love with one of the friends in college, <laughs> marry that friend that you fell in love with in college. <laughs> And move to a nice city, have a family, and everything would be just perfect. Well, that's not what happened. <laughs> if it did, I'd be in the marriage section. So, <laughs> anyways, um, well, honestly, uh, since then, I'm not having that, you know, plan go through, I've been really tempted to doubt God's goodness in my life and even who I am and myself. And now I just realize that those are just lies that creep in. And if anything, they just cause more anxiety and worry and can even lead to bad decisions and compromise. So um, I'm really thankful that God has given me this time to grow. I know we all should be growing anyways, but I think that he's um, giving me this time to grow. And through those years, I think that one of the things I found out is to really stand on his promises and the way that I do this is um, through prayer, allowing prayer to, to um, help with anxiety and just getting peace in the presence of God, and also to find treasures in his word that stand as truth that I can lean on always. So I'm gonna share today one of the promises that God revealed to me recently. It's from Psalm 84, verse 10 to 12. I'll put that on the screen. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God and dwell in the tent of wickedness. Um, in this verse, the psalmist is just talking about how much he desires to be in the presence of God. And the key thing for me here is he doesn't care what status he is—if he's a doorkeeper or somebody important, if he's single or whatever his role is—he just wants to be in the presence. Of him. That's the most important thing. In um, the next verse, it says, "For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does He withhold from those who walk uprightly." This is the verse that contains the promise that I've been holding on to. That no good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. It's important to know that those who walk uprightly are not just those who follow a set of rules, but really it's when your righteousness is in God. So if your righteousness is in God, this promise is for you. I also love the analogy that the psalmist used here, that God is the sun and the shield. It means that he lets light pass through, and sometimes he really needs to be a shield and protect us from letting things go through. But either way, he bestows favor and honor and doesn't withhold any good thing. So even when we don't see it, God could be a shield to us sometimes, and he could always be our sunshine as well. I've definitely seen God's goodness in my life in so many ways, in my work, in my education, in my family, in all sort of ways, even in this church. So I don't think my relationship status is an exception. The last verse is this. O Lord of hosts, blesses is the one who trusts in you. The psalmist acknowledges that trust is important in order to believe this promise you need to trust in the lord and also he also says that whoever is whoever trusts in god is blessed i really hold on to this because by trusting god you are already blessed it's not about receiving a one-time thing but you are in a state of blessedness so as i hold on to this promise i just want to encourage everyone to to go to god and hear his voice let his voice be the dominant voice in your life in prayer And also, find promises and treasures in the word of God while you wait. Because I know that some people here are not just waiting for marriage, but people are waiting for kids, people are waiting for promotion, people are waiting for breakthroughs in their life. So, I wanted to end with a quick prayer that I wrote for the church. So this is a little bit of a spiritual moment. Can everyone just close their eyes and pray with me? God, I thank you that in your infinite wisdom, you are our sun when we need sunshine and our shield when we need protection. As your word teaches us that now we see and know only in part, help us to trust and seek you. Forgive us for the times when we thought you were against us because we don't have something we desire. Thank you for the promise that you don't withhold any good thing. And I pray that for anyone here expecting for something good, you'll give abundantly and in your time. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Come on. Great job, Daisy. All right. Carlin and... Oh! Oh. Carlin and Morgan.
6: Yeah. (laughs) Hey, guys. How's it going? All right. We're on the clock. Um, Like like Padeepin introduced us, my name is Carlin. I'm Morgan. And we've been super dating for like three months now. It's really great. So dating. And uh, we yeah we like thank Pradeep and Anamrita for letting us speak. It's like pretty cool that we like get to do this together we're, like really early on in our relationship. Um, and we're gonna share something today that's like really important to both of us. And the Lord has has used in both of our lives individually and now together. It's a pretty special thing called community. Anyone like community in here? Hey, all right, cool. Um, So community really has been an important thing for us individually even before we knew each other. Both our families are really about community um, and we've really grown from that and individually have emphasized community in our own lives. Um, And before we knew each other, we both ended up at Kalos and the Lord confirmed Kalos as a spiritual community and the right spiritual community, if I can say that, for both of us individually. Um, And like Pradeepin also said, I think we're the first Kalos couple officially to in the right community that the Lord has confirmed for both of us individually, which is like a really cool thing, right? That we get to see that thread um, occur in our life. Yeah.
7: Yeah. So fast forward a few months to this January when the church went through the church fast. Um, Carlin and I obviously want to be successful and like do this dating thing right, no matter what the outcome is. Um, So we decided to uh, fast together for a week and just um, put our relationship before the Lord in prayer. Um, We went in really open-ended. We wanted to just pray for whatever God wanted us to pray for because he ultimately knows what's best for us. And one of the things that kept coming up was community. Um, So that was uh, really special and really cool because obviously we already value that. We just really focused on that during that week so Carlin's gonna kind of talk about what we've been learning about communities then. yeah so together kind of
6: coming out of this fast we kind of realized three different things that community in a dating context but actually outside of dating to what community can mean for all of us truth encouragement and challenge right so these three things really and scripturally two are kind of three primary functions of community in our life truth Number one, basically be, being that, that wisdom, that kind of functional discernment, that correction when you need it too, right? If I'm being selfish, I need somebody in my life, I can call that out. When she eats all the Pringles and doesn't share any, she probably needs somebody to call that out too. Um, so that's, that's truth, right? But a, a serious functional wisdom, right? Second is encouragement. Um, encouragement is really people that are in your corner, right? That support, believe in you, are rooting for you through the hard times as well as the easy times, right? And then lastly, challenge. Um, th- these are people that are in your life that are doing better than you are in different different ways, whether that's like business or spiritual life, right? People that are progressing and can pull you along and kind of challenge you to do better as well, right? So those three things um, we've been focusing on and are also reflected in scripture.
7: Yeah, so um, a scripture that uh, the Lord kind of laid on my heart earlier on was Proverbs 15, 22. That says, plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Um, So we believe that wisdom and truth um, comes from those who have gone ahead of us. So uh, we've been able to seek that out, and that's been a really cool thing for us um, because we believe we need wisdom in our lives. So we've been for that. Yeah, so that's the,
6: the kind of function of truth that we were talking about. And then as far as encouragement and challenge, another scripture that we've been focusing on has mean a lot to us is Hebrews ten twenty four through 25, which says, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching, right? So this is more kind of peer-to-peer body of Christ connection, right, where we see both encouragement and challenge acting, right, encouragement being the exhorting one another, pretty straightforward, and then the challenging, right, the stirring up of love and good works, that progression, that push for more and an increase in our lives.
7: Yeah, so the main thing we want you to kind of take away from this is to really allow God to lead you, um, not only lead you in your prayers and what to pray pray for, but also in your community, because God knows exactly what he wants for you and what you need. And a really cool part about the fast was the last day of the fast. Um, we hung out with this couple that provided truth and encouragement and challenge. Yeah. So God answers prayers.
0: Yeah. Amen. Great job, you guys. All right. And for our final five and five, Kim.
8: Yeah. Okay, I'm on the clock. So, uh, you know, first of all, thank you, guys, for letting me share what God has um, taught me about being single again. So many times we have uh, Valentine's Day themes or love themes or relationship themes. And, you know, I was always like, do I want to go to church that Sunday? Because, you know, I don't really want to be reminded that I'm single again. (laughs) Or again and again and as years go by. but, you know, I uh, just want to start out by saying, you know, when we focus on our singleness, whether it's through, like, the death of a spouse or through divorce, you know, trusting God can be tough. And when we're trying to balance the response of our flesh with waiting on God, that can be very difficult. Uh, so today, I just wanted to spend a few minutes just sharing what God has taught me about being single again. So really, really super condensed version of my story. I was a non-Christian who married when I was 19. Um, I was married for five years, had two kids, and uh, ended up getting divorced. And so I was divorced. I had a three-year-old and a one-year-old. And, uh, you know, at that point, I was so hurt and so wounded that I did not plan on getting remarried or dating ever. Like, ever. Never, ever. (laughs) Let me just say, I did not want that. Um, But as time went by, you know, God worked on my heart and laid in this desire for me to to marry again. So of course, like Daisy was saying, you know, I had plans. I was going to get remarried, I was going to have more kids, you know, I was going to have a picket fence and all of that. Um, and it was just interesting to me that I went from never ever to, okay, I really want to. And uh, so then I had the desire, but I didn't have any opportunities. All of my friends were married. I hung out with a lot of married people, you know, you don't really date at work. And, Um, I had small kids. I had a son who, I mean, we would go out to a restaurant. I didn't ask him if I could share this, but I am. And, uh, (laughs) you know, the waiter would be nice to my son. And after he would leave, my son would say, Mom, can you marry him? Can he be my dad? And so he, you know, I had these, these were my kids' dreams. They wanted a family. And I just couldn't figure out why God gave me the desire but no open doors. I hated June. I hated July. Driving through and seeing people getting married, I would be crying down the the expressway. And I just couldn't figure it out. So I had this thought, and I have my one slide there. Maybe this is why. I'm probably single because I never forwarded those stupid chain mails. (laughs) You know, of course, that's not really the reason why. But I do forward them now, just to let you know. (laughs) I'm just joking. (laughs) know, I did realize, in all honesty, that God did have some work to do on me. He gave me that desire, but he had to do some work on my heart before he opened some doors. So as time went by, doors started opening, but they weren't the right doors. And what I mean by that is I just didn't have peace in what I was doing. Um, one situation, I had been set up with a really nice guy. He was a nice guy. and he was very, very rich, and I <laughs> you know, come on, girls, who wants that, right? I mean, so, but I just didn't have peace about it, and, um, you know, I got a lot of flack from family and friends, just like, what are you doing? You're being way too picky. You, you won't ever have to work again. You won't have to do this, but I knew that I didn't have peace, but I started believing that, like, am I being too picky? Is God giving me someone, and I'm not, you know, I'm not doing it, or I'm being too picky, but, you know, God just reminded me of Psalm 50, that he owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He knit me. He formed me. He knows the desires that I have, the desires that he's placed in me, and he knows what, how he wired me to be attracted, to who and to what. And so that was just neat. And I just really didn't want to date just for dating's sake, right? I, I mean, to me, that's just a waste of time. It's good to eat and have food and all that, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> as you can see. Anyway, I just want to share with you all that to be said, some things that God taught me and some things that I learned. You know, sometimes there's a healing or restoring that needs to take place within us, And we need to be okay with that. You know, we're not perfect and and there's things God needs to work with us. And sometimes it's just not God's time. He knows the perfect time. um, And that we just need to wait on God's image or God's time. Image was in my notes. So, you know, sometimes we're married, single, dating, and just waiting on God's promises. So um, just while we're waiting, I just want to encourage you. While we're waiting, have fun. Seek God. Spend time with him. Enjoy the time that God is your husband. And so just by... uh, challenge for you today is to seek God above everything else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need that's found in Matthew 6:33. so above all else just seek God have fun and live righteously
0: amen amen well great job can we give it up for all of our five and five speakers come on well awesome well hey I I'm just gonna wrap wrap us up and we're gonna transition here but uh, I'm just so proud of you guys. I, I think we've received a lot. And uh, I'm excited for second service with you all. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. Do you guys enjoy that? I mean, that's, that's a lot of fun, hearing different perspectives and different verses. And, and you didn't have to hear any of my puns this morning. So we can praise the Lord for that, unless you love puns. And next week, there'll be plenty. So, um, hey, I'm just going to pray for all of us in, in just a moment. And uh, I, I want to also make it very clear, I don't want to assume everybody here is a Christian, you know. We're in this series called relation Slips because sometimes we go through life with these expectations of relationships, our hopes, our dreams, our life, and uh, things don't end up like we expected them to. You know, we, none of us are like, hey, one day I'll get married and then divorced and or one, one day I will be miserable if I just make the right. You know, we don't have these aspirations. We want, we want the dream. We want, we want joy. We want to feel like we belong. We want to feel like we have that security of a relationship. Or We want the adventure of singleness. But things don't always work out. And, and we, we slip. We mess up. Sometimes when we're trying to go forward, it feels like we're just stuck in place or we're slipping backwards. I don't know if you've ever felt like that, but it can be really, really discouraging. And I'm just thankful that we have the Lord who can be our stability when we're slipping. We have the Lord who can be our strength when we are weak. And uh, I don't want to assume everybody here has that kind of hope in Jesus or that kind of strength of a relationship with God. And our prayer, why we gather here every Sunday is our mission is clear. We want to make known the beauty of Jesus. And if you don't know the beauty of Jesus for yourself, Maybe you're stuck in darkness. You feel like you can't see. You feel like you're blind. You just can't can't see that life can get better or that there's a hope for your future. You can't see that God loves you. I would love to pray for you this morning. To say, hey, I, I want to start a new relationship with God. Maybe I had one in the past, but I just need to start over, I need a new beginning, or I've never given God a chance, but today I just want to surrender my life to Jesus, and I'm not going to do anything to embarrass you or anything, we're all on a journey of faith, we wanted this to be a safe place to explore what's so beautiful about Jesus, but if you're saying, hey, today is my day, I want to make that commitment, I want to surrender my life to Jesus, and I hope you do, I would love to pray for you. So why don't we bow our heads right now and close our eyes. If you're in this place and you're saying, Pastor Pradeep would you pray for me? I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want to get out of the cycle of slipping and shame. I want my eyes to be open to see the hope and the beautiful plans God has for me in relationships or in every other part of my life. If that's you and you're saying, Pastor Pradeep will you pray for me? On the count of three, would you boldly lift up your hand so I can see it and then just put it down? One, two, three. Just lift up your hand. Amen. I see your hand put it up so i can see it. amen i see your hand i see your hand thank you amen amen you can put your hands down and uh, i'm so proud of you for saying hey pray for me and i'm going to lead us all in a prayer together the prayer is going to be on the screen right now if you want to open up your eyes and let's pray this all as a community all at the same time lord jesus i need you thank you for dying on the cross for me I open the door of my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for forgiving my sins. Take control of my life. I turn from my old ways and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Can we give it up for a life change and transformation?